Bell Gibson was followed and endorsed by holistic medicine practitioners, food as medicine believers, and cancer survivors alike. Bell had created the wildly popular Whole Pantry blog describing how she had cured herself of multiple cancers. She looked the picture of health as a new mom in her early 20s despite her terminal cancer diagnosis. Bell's online story of health improvement through non-traditional holistic whole food measures was so popular, she soon had also published a book and created a mobile app of the same name. In fact, Bell's mobile app would be chosen by Apple as the best app of 2013 in the food and drink category after being downloaded over 300,000 times. It was estimated Bell and her company were worth millions. So how did Bell become a disgraced woman in hiding worth exactly zero dollars in 2015? Find out today on the Controversial Figures podcast. Welcome to Controversial Figures, a podcast about intriguing figures in the media. My name is Tammy Hawkins. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Visit Controversial Figures on Patreon and donate anything that you can. I'll give you a shout out on a future show and send along occasional swag to regular donators. If you donate at higher tier levels, you will obtain access to additional content on a regular basis. Today, I'd love to give a shout out to a number of new members. Thank you so much to Kelly Ortega, Eileen Payne, Janhavi Kulkarni, Haley, and Lee Riley. A huge thank you to all our new Patreons. And with that, let's get to today's episode. Annabelle Gibson, better known as Belle, was born on October 8, 1991, in Tasmania, Australia. She later grew up in the working-class suburb of Wynnum in Brisbane, Australia, in a home with her mother Natalie and older brother Nick. Growing up would not be easy for Belle. The house in which she and her family lived was owned by the Department of Housing and Public Works, Queensland's social housing program. A quote from Belle's book about this time states, quote, I grew up in a dysfunctional home. I never knew my dad and grew up without my mom, who had multiple sclerosis, and my brother, who was autistic. Because mom was so ill, she needed a lot of help. Bell has said in interviews she left her family home at age 12 to live with a classmate and later lived with a family friend. She went to a variety of schools, maintaining strong grades and going through a brief emo and skater kid phase along the way, as you do. When Belle's grade school friends were later interviewed, they recounted stories of a variety of described medical conditions and surgeries that Belle would claim to have. Many centered around a supposed heart condition, which Belle claimed had required multiple heart surgeries to address. The funny thing was, Belle had no scars on her chest. Bell's school friends would later go on to account that Bell was a pathological liar that loved attention. 
Belle would drop out of school in her final year in 2008 at age 16. She then moved, literally, across the continent of Australia to Perth. It was around this time that Belle began frequenting online forums. Now, it was online that Belle would receive sympathy and attention from others when she shared a variety of medical illnesses, including stating that she had a malignant brain tumor. The comments of concern would pour in, and Belle would thrive on the interactions and attention. In 2009, Belle would begin telling friends that she had a bad reaction to the Gardasil cervical cancer vaccine. She stated that she had had headaches, loss of memory, blurred vision, slurred speech, difficulty walking, and she had experienced a stroke. After experiencing these symptoms, Bell said that Dr. Mark Johns had diagnosed her with terminal brain cancer. He gave her a quite grim prognosis. She only had four months to live. She said that Dr. Johns gave her radiotherapy and an oral chemotherapy drug. She then moved from Perth to Melbourne to be closer to her doctor and to continue the treatments. However, Bell stated she decided to stop after two months of traditional treatment when she passed out in a city park near the hospital post-treatment one day. She felt traditional medicine was making her more ill. If she only had weeks remaining in her life, she wanted that time to not be filled with nausea and suffering. It was then that Bell began investigating the world of alternative medicine and the detoxification elements of lemons. She began to practice healing herself with nutrition and holistic medicines, craniosacral therapy, oxygen therapy, and colonics. A quote from Bell about this time is as follows, quote, I gave up on conventional treatment when it was making my cancer more aggressive and started treating myself naturally. I have countless times helped others do the same, along with leading them down natural therapy for everything from fertility, depression, bone damage, and other types of cancer, end quote. Only a few months later in 2009, Belle excitedly discovered she was pregnant with her first child. Belle would give birth to a beautiful baby boy named Olivier, affectionately referred to as Ollie, in 2010. Belle and Ollie's father, Nathan, separated a short couple of years later. In 2012, Instagram was launched, and soon Belle was hooked. It was via this new mobile app that Belle would begin describing how she was healing herself from terminal brain cancer. She stated her brain cancer diagnosis had been further confirmed via MRI in 2011, just after Ollie's birth. Every post featured an Instagram-worthy photo, often of beautiful blonde Belle wearing soft colors and feminine clothing with a tiny bit of edge from her hoop nose ring. She was the picture of health for someone with terminal cancer. Belle would post photos of the different superfoods she was eating and speak to the healing quality of the food in the photo. She would post recipes along with the photos for organic meals and healthy juices. 
all with perfect filters, colors, angles, and inspirational quotes. Sharing her Ayurvedic, gluten-free, low-salt, and no-sugar lifestyle. On this new app of Instagram, Belle was rapidly becoming what we would now call an Instagram influencer before Instagram influencers were a thing. Belle would soon have over 200,000 followers on her Instagram page. What she was posting was working, and she was gaining traction fast. Belle would soon partner with others to build the Whole Pantry mobile app. She was doubling down on her Instagram following. Um, And by partner, I mean take business advantage of some developers, convincing them to donate time to a cancer sufferer to help inspire others, you know, for free. When the app launched in August of 2013, it contained more than 50 gluten-free, paleo, and vegan recipes. It helped provide a shopping list related to the recipes chosen, along with lots of inspirational posts from Belle. The app was translated into French, Spanish, Japanese, and simplified Chinese. It was made available in Australia, the UK, and the United States. It cost $3.79 to download the app. Belle threw an online launch party for her app. During the launch party, she told guests about the charities the event was supporting, which included asylum seekers, birthing kits for women in developing countries, school building in Sierra Leone, and raising funds for the family of a five-year-old Melbourne boy with terminal brain cancer. The event would be held on December 6th, 2013. This coincided with an in-person party Bell would hold at the White House, a St. Kilda mansion on Prince's Street. It, of course, featured food from recipes featured in the app and would host dozens of affluent Australians encouraged to donate to the list of charitable causes. And the whole pantry app literally became an overnight success. It went to the number one rating in the Apple Store only weeks later in Australia. At the end of 2013, having been downloaded hundreds of thousands of times, the whole pantry was named Apple's best food and drink app globally. It was also rated best new Aussie app and runner-up for app of the year in the world. It was estimated that Bell Gibson had made around a half a million dollars thus far with the mobile app being downloaded over 300,000 times. It was pre-installed on display iPads featured in Apple stores. But Bell was only getting started. The recognition continued pouring in. Cosmopolitan Magazine awarded Bell its 2014 Fun, Fearless Female Social Media Award, whatever that is. Soon after, the whole Pantry app release, Belle signed a book deal with Lantern Books, a subgroup of Penguin Books, for a cookbook of the same name. That cookbook, The Whole Pantry, was published in October of 2014. Here is a description of Belle's book, The Whole Pantry, on Amazon. Quote, Belle Gibson's first cookbook, The Whole Pantry, 
refreshes our food habits with recipes that are as easy to do as they are healthy and delicious. The whole pantry is packed with over 80 scrumptious new recipes to heal the body. Bell's recipes rediscover natural ingredients, which are free from gluten, refined sugar, and dairy, that are restorative and easily incorporated into your everyday cooking. Healthy versions of favorites such as enchiladas, Cornish pasties, pad thai, and vanilla and almond chocolate chip cookies prove that a plant-based diet can be delicious and inspiring without straining your shopping list. The Whole Pantry is a beautiful, easy-to-follow guide to enjoying food and reshaping your lifestyle through Belle Gibson's delicious recipes. Belle Gibson is an inspirational young mother who encourages us to nourish ourselves in a more natural and sustainable way. After being diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, Belle found herself unsupported by conventional medicine. She began a journey of self-education to treat herself through nutrition. Her award-winning app, The Whole Pantry, is a phenomenal resource of recipes, wellness guides, and personal support and has inspired hundreds of thousands of people to change their diet and lifestyle. End quote. By all accounts, The Whole Pantry book was beautiful. It was filled with recipes joined by artistic photos of food, emphasizing the vivid colors of dishes of fruits and vegetables, all while listing their detoxing properties, the importance of gut health, and advice on how to avoid chemicals. It gave instructions on how to make your own cleaning products and natural medicines. It encouraged drinking more water, exercising, and getting enough sleep while avoiding technology. And it was all emphasized by pictures of healthy Belle with her family under the guise of Belle's terminal cancer suffering story. It's recounted by many friends that Belle was a very caring mother. However, the following story makes it really hard for me to believe that, especially as more becomes known about Belle later in this podcast. On Ollie's fourth birthday, Belle had a party for Ollie with about a dozen of his friends and their parents in attendance. This included a five-year-old boy with brain cancer, Joshua Schwartz. Belle had met Joshua through social media and invited him and his father to the party. Ollie's dad, Nathan, was in attendance, and so was Belle's current partner, Clive. It was said to be a great day filled with balloons and healthy foods. Around 3 p.m., that great day would come to a crashing end for Ollie when Belle Gibson's eyes rolled into the back of her head and her legs buckled. She slid down the wall and she began convulsing on the floor. Adults and children were crying as parents hurried their children to another room. As one of the guests began to call an ambulance, the seizure abruptly stopped. Another friend spoke up and said, uh, Belle really didn't like getting hospitals involved given her, you know, holistic life focus. As Belle suddenly came to, she explained to her friends, oh, this happened all the time. It's going to be okay, but please don't call an ambulance. 
Once people quit calling an ambulance, Belle then proceeded to have multiple additional seizing fits. Her friends helped her through the fits and then laid her to rest while everyone else headed home a little bit traumatized. Belle promised her friends she would take it easy over the coming days. Quite the ending to Ollie's fourth birthday. Two weeks later, on July 29th, 2014, Belle would post a photo of pink balloons in the shape of a heart, captioned with the following announcement, quote, with frustration and ache in my heart, it hurts me to find space tonight to tell you all, know with love and strength, that I've been diagnosed with a third and fourth cancer. One is secondary and the other is primary. I have cancer in my blood, spleen, brain, uterus, and liver. I am hurting, end quote. Of course, her community sent an outpouring of concern and love on this post, telling her what an inspiration she was and encouraging her to keep fighting. Interestingly, when the Whole Pantry book was launched a few months later, in November of 2014, Gibson claimed in its preface that she had been stable for two years now with no growth of cancer. It's weird. While Belle dealt with her ongoing terminal cancer challenges using food, she was also polishing up personally as she obtained business success. It was observed that she was now driving a brand new BMW X3. Uh, She had her teeth cosmetically straightened and often carried an Alexander Wang purse. She also now rented a $1 million beachside townhouse for more than $1,000 a week. Bell further worked with Apple in September of 2014 to transition the app as a privileged pre-installed default third-party inclusion in the Apple Watch's April 2015 launch. She was one of the only Australian companies invited to develop an app for early inclusion on the watch. The Whole Pantry book meanwhile, was published in Australia in late October 2014. It was priced at $35 Australian. By the end of 2014, in less than three months, it had already sold over 16,000 copies. By early 2015, it was estimated that over $1 million had been made in the sales of the Whole Pantry app and book. And Belle Gibson had plans to further expand her brand. She had a concept of the whole life. This would add complementary apps to the whole pantry to build on the holistic health aspects of the whole individual's life. Belle had put forth a proposal to rent a commercial space to launch the whole pantry kitchen and kiosk. She had appealed to a new hospital's development to feature her restaurant to, quote, provide nurturing whole foods for those in need most, end quote. She would be rejected by the hospital, mostly due to Bell's support for unproven treatments and her history of making non-evidence-based medical claims. Quote, 
The board's approach is to be very cautious around what kind of retail we promote in the hospital and especially cautious if there are any health claims being made, end quote. Smart hospital. Today, if you search for the whole pantry book on Amazon, you will notice the following disclaimer in bold above the book description. And I quote, Amazon editorial note. The author of this book has admitted that she fabricated her diagnosis of terminal brain cancer. End quote. Uh, let's get into how Bell's huge wellness scam quickly unraveled. Journalists were paying attention to Bell's fame, and soon her story claims made over the years emerged as inconsistent, to say the least. As we hinted to earlier, despite claiming in her book that she had been cancer-free from her magical diet for two years, Bell had recently told media outlets that the cancer had reached her liver and kidneys, in addition to posting about it on Instagram. And three months earlier, Bell had posted on the Whole Pantry's Facebook page that her cancer had spread to her brain, blood, spleen, and uterus. That's a lot of cancer for someone who's been free of cancer for two years, not to mention the inconsistent locations she had the cancer, depending on who she was speaking to when. Now, Bell had also previously claimed publicly that she had undergone heart surgery several times. Bell had even said that she had momentarily died on the operating table when she suffered a stroke. However, She was unable to substantiate any of her medical claims. Uh, She wasn't able to name any of the doctors who diagnosed and treated her when asked by journalists. It was also observed that Bell did not bear any surgical scars from her supposed heart operations. While the whole pantry has unequivocally denied that Bell Gibson ever helped anyone reject conventional cancer treatment, Bell has been quoted from her social media posts as claiming that she had, quote, countless times helped others, end quote, to forgo conventional medical treatment for cancer and to treat themselves naturally, as well as leading them down natural therapy for everything from fertility, depression, bone damage, and other types of cancer. However, On Bell's now-deleted Instagram accounts and in other social media, she also promoted controversial and potentially dangerous alternative medical practices, including the Gerson therapy, anti-vaccination, and the consumption of non-pasteurized raw milk. The Gerson therapy was developed by physician Max Gerson in New York in 1938. It's based on the principle of detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system through clean diet and using vitamins and mineral supplements. This regimen includes five daily coffee enemas, raw juices every hour, and an organic vegetarian diet. That does not sound pleasant. The Gerson therapy has been discounted as quack science since the 1940s by health authorities around the world. Practitioners like Bell state, of course, that that's what big medicine would say, because they're all involved in a world conspiracy to make money off of the sick. 
As Bell's medical claims were being scrutinized, allegations emerged that charitable contributions raised in 2013 and 2014 had not been given to their intended causes. Bell denied these charges, but Fairfax Media revealed that she had, quote, failed to hand over proceeds solicited in the name of five charities, end quote, and had, quote, grossly overstated the company's total donations to different causes, end quote. Two charities had confirmed to the Australian newspaper that Bell's company had used their names in supposed fundraising drives, but had never delivered donations and hadn't accounted for the funds. Bell claimed on a number of occasions in 2014 that the whole pantry had donated approximately $300,000 to charities, including maternal health care in developing nations, medical support for children with cancer, and funding schools in sub-Saharan Africa. Bizarrely, these claims would vary over the years depending on who Bell was speaking to. Sometimes she would say she donates 25% of the company's profits to charity. Other times, Bell wrote that 95% of her app proceeds went to charity. Some weeks, Bell would claim 100% of app proceeds would go to certain charities. It, it turns out it's easy to claim anything when you're not really doing it. In late 2014, when the Whole Pantry app was pre-installed on the Apple iPad, Bell had claimed through her Instagram account to be working with 20 different charities. Bell Gibson would eventually admit, in relation to fraud proceedings, that she had seriously overstated the level of charitable contributions that had been made. Media reports revealed that only $7,000, period, of the previously claimed 300000 had ever been donated to any charities, with at least 1000 of the $7,000 reportedly having only been donated after Bell became aware of the journalistic investigation into her philanthropic claims. Also in March 2015, the parents of the five-year-old boy suffering from brain cancer the one that had been at Ollie's traumatic party, they came forward to report that they had been unaware that Bell Gibson had earlier been claiming to be fundraising for their child's treatment on their behalf. The family had never received any funds from her or the whole pantry. They suspected that Bell Gibson had been using information cleaned from the family's experiences to underpin her own claims of having brain cancer. There were other unique traits that were realized about Bell as the controversy continued. Bell had reportedly told a prospective business partner in 2014 that she had several names that she went under, and in her most recent interview with the Australian Women's Weekly, she claimed, quote, her mother changed her name five times, end quote. Bell Gibson's corporate filings indicated that she was also three years younger than she publicly claimed to be. Maybe her diet also did age reversal. Essentially, every charity Bell claimed to donate towards confirmed she lied. 
And as the controversy grew, questions began to be raised about Apple, Penguin, and Australian media's lack of due diligence in accepting Belle Gibson's claim of suffering multiple cancers and promoting her wellness approaches as sound with apparently zero scrutiny. Apple, in response, declined to remove the Whole Pantry app from sale in March of 2015. Apple stated that it was only concerned about the functionality of the app. However, the Whole Pantry app was soon removed from inclusion on the Apple Watch launch. Apple also subsequently quietly deleted the app from the Apple Store and removed it from all Apple Watch promotional material. Scrubbing the history of Bell Gibson from all of their assets as quickly and as quietly as they could. Apple has not provided any public comment regarding the reasons behind the removal of the app. Lantern Books, when approached by journalists, claimed it had not confirmed the validity of Bell Gibson's cancer claims as that was not required for a cookbook. As the controversy grew, however, Penguin withdrew the book from sale, citing a lack of response from Bell to its queries relating to the media accusations. It was later reported that Penguin had, prior to the publication of the book, quizzed and videotaped Bell on her cancer story. There is very awkward video of this, which can be found online, including a segment where Bell attempts to explain treatments performed upon her in a rather unconvincing manner. Penguin agreed to pay. $30,000 to the Victorian Consumer Law Fund as a penalty for failing to validate the actual factual content of the book. As the controversy further unfolded in the media, the whole pantry began removing any comments made on its now-deleted Facebook page that questioned Belle Gibson's claims, asserting that these comments only added to the misinformation of the initial Fairfax article. The selective deletion of comments drew even more negative comments. Soon after, all posts were deleted from Bell and the Whole Pantry's Instagram accounts. By late April 2015, the jig was up. Bell Gibson gave an interview to the Australian Women's Weekly, in which she finally admitted to having fabricated all of her cancer claims. It was joined by an article that can be found online titled, The Girl Who Conned Us All, My Lifelong Struggle with the Truth. Belle Gibson attributed her deceit to her upbringing and specifically to neglect by her now estranged mother, claiming to have been forced to take care of herself and her brother since the age of five. The interview, however, described as an admission of deceit, was without an expression of regret or apology. In a May 2015 interview with the same magazine, Bell Gibson's mother, Natalie Dalbello, refuted several of Bell Gibson's claims, saying that she made up all of these details about her family and said that the claim about her brother being autistic was completely false. In June of 2015, Bell was rumored to have received $45,000 for an interview with nine networks, 60 Minutes. 
Consumer Affairs Victoria brought legal action against Bell for allegedly breaking Australian consumer law. The regulator said that it had conducted an in-depth investigation of Bell's activities and applied to Australia's federal court for leave to pursue legal action. Also, Penguin Australia, Bell Gibson's book publisher, agreed to pay $30,000 to the Victorian Consumer Law Fund as a penalty for releasing the whole pantry book, which was obviously not at all fact-checked. On March 15, 2017, the federal court justice delivered the decision that, quote, most but not all, end quote, of the claims were proven. Bell herself did not appear in court for the decision. The justice found that Bell Gibson's claims had been misleading and deceptive. The justice said, quote, Miss Gibson had no reasonable basis to believe that she had cancer from the time she began making these claims in public to promote the whole pantry book and the apps mid-2013, end quote. But there was not enough evidence to prove that she was not acting out of delusion. In September of 2017, Bell was fined $410,000 for making false claims about her donations to charity. As of April 2019, Bell has not yet paid the fine. It was estimated by the Australian Consumer Affairs that Bell Gibson had spent more than $91,000 between the years 2017 and 2019. During that time, Bell went on trips to Bali, Africa, and she spent $13,000 on clothes, cosmetics, and accessories. When the courts asked where Bell had obtained the funds to travel the world, she said that the money had magically appeared in her bank account. She wasn't sure from where. She thought it might have been from her ex, Clive, but she didn't ask questions. This is actually what she testified in court. Bell also claimed that thousands of dollars going into her account was not income, but rather repayments for running errands for friends who did not have the time to do their shopping on their own or or to get their car serviced. They were just paying her back for doing that. By September 2019, Bell Gibson had still not paid back a single cent to anyone she had scammed, and the courts had had enough. On January 22, 2020, the Sheriff's Office of Victoria raided Bell Gibson's home in Northcote and seized items to recoup Bell's unpaid fines, which, due to interest and costs, now exceeded half a million dollars. And just when you thought things couldn't get weirder, we have another twist in this tale. On January the 23rd in 2020, a Shabo Media video from October 2019 surfaced in which Gibson was wearing a headscarf and speaking partially in Oromo language. It seems Bell has now joined an Ethiopian community in Melbourne, Australia after volunteering for the group for a number of years. Volunteering, hiding, whatever. Bell, now referring to herself as Sambutu, discussed the political situation in Ethiopia with an interviewer and referred to Ethiopia as back home. Bell said she had been adopted by the Ethiopian community, calling the adoption a gift from Allah. However, on the same day the article and the video was published, with these quotes from Bell, 
The president of the Australian Aromo Community Association in Victoria stated that Bell Gibson was not a registered volunteer and is, quote, not a community member, and she's also not working with the community, end quote. He went on to say that he had only seen her at events two or three times. He expressed that no one seemed to know who she was, and he had only just learned of her backstory and expressed a desire for her to please stop saying she's a part of the community. In all honesty, I can't blame Belle for attempting to hide herself away in a new community. She's been heavily harassed and shamed online. Whether she deserves a lifetime of grief for the shameful things she has done, that's not my place to judge or encourage. I personally hope that Belle Gibson has sought help for whatever emotional drivers that led her down her path of greed. There's nothing new in cancer scamming or health scamming or snake oil salesmen. I've covered them in in some of my other podcast episodes. They've existed well before Belle Gibson and unfortunately will exist after Belle Gibson. But when the two are combined for such an empathetic response, combined with the selfish greed of raising more money by lying about donations in addition to lying about cures for cancer, this tale is really sordid indeed. Unfortunately, there are everyday examples of this that we ignore, and frankly, to a degree, some folks support, especially when an attractive and influential person is attached. Recently, the Goop Lab launched on Netflix. Some of you might have watched it. I'll admit, I did. For those not familiar, Goop is a wellness and fashion company founded by Gwyneth Paltrow. To give you a taste of Goop, if you will, here is the About section of the Goop.com website. It reads, and I quote, We take a curious, open-minded, and service-centric approach to the work we do. We ask questions about all of it. We believe that people can take what serves them and leave what doesn't. We recommend what we love and what we think is worthy of your time and wallet. We value your trust above all things, end quote. Yes, Goop does take a curious approach, but I'm not sure they are deserving of our trust. Most of the wellness products on their website are ineffective at best, but some are dangerous at worst. In 2018, Goop settled a consumer protection lawsuit over the unscientific claims that inserting a jade egg into your vagina could balance hormones. From the lawsuit quote, Goop advertised that the jade and rose quartz eggs, egg-shaped stones designed to be inserted vaginally and left in for various lengths of time, could balance hormones, regulate menstrual cycles, prevent uterine prolapse, and increase bladder control. Goop advertised that the Inner Judge Flower Essence Blend, a blend of essential oils meant to be taken orally or added to bath water, could help prevent depression, end quote. Another quote, the health and money of Santa Clara County residents should never be put at risk by misleading advertising, said District Attorney Jeff Rosen. He continued, we will vigilantly 
protect consumers against companies that promise health benefits without the support of good science or any science, end quote. In case you were wondering, the eggs cost $66 per egg, and they sold out. The settlement ultimately prohibited Goop from making any claims regarding the efficacy or effects of any of its products without possessing competent and reliable scientific evidence that substantiates the claims and manufacturing or selling any misbranded, unapproved, or falsely advertised medical devices. And under the terms of the judgment, Goop agreed to pay $145,000 in civil penalties. Alternative medicines should be used carefully. Many claims are not proven, not well tested, and can have dangerous contraindications with other holistic or prescribed medicines and health conditions. You should always consult a doctor when considering the right health situation and health mix for you and your family. We need to be extra cautious in these days of social media that contain easy, targeted, and pervasive advertising penetrating our subconscious constantly. These ads are mixed into our news feeds and often feature seemingly authentic influencers with armies of paid bots commenting on their live ad feeds with positive reviews for whatever product of the moment they're shilling, whether that's barbecue sauce or some random health claim. Companies selling dangerous chemicals with questionable health impacts are marketed daily by the likes of all kinds of stars, Instagram models, and paid spokespeople. Unfortunately, most females I know will be familiar with weight loss tea, waist trainers, magical gummy bears that are supposed to make your hair grow, and oh, what's the popular thing now? Magnetic eyelashes? I don't know. I can't keep up. There's literally something different every single day to encourage us to spend money to try to look like something else, someone else that's prettier. I could go on for hours listing the natural solutions to problems we shouldn't worry about. Instead, stay diligent, dear listeners. And always remember the golden rule of this podcast. If it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Thank you for listening to this episode of Controversial Figures. Just a reminder, please like, subscribe, and leave a rating and comment for Controversial Figures in your favorite podcast app. We have a Twitter page now. It's at Figures Podcast. So please follow us. Give us recommendations of the controversial figures you'd like to hear. And please tell your friends about us. We could really use more listeners. This podcast is an independent podcast created by Tammy Hawkins. It's funded by those that donate. So please join Patreon and give what you can. Once we hit 50 Patreon subscribers, we'll send out swag to all donators. And I'll always give shout outs during the show to anyone that's donated along the way. Research references are available in the show notes as are musical references. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Be well. <laughs>